0: Welcome to the Codecast Podcast, real world insights for your daily medical coding and billing processes. And now, here's your host, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Codecast Podcast today. My name is Terry Fletcher. So, we have hit a milestone. We have been around for five years now. We are close to a half a million listeners. And it's it's so crazy to say that out loud. So thank you to each and every one of you. And I am just so excited that I was able to keep this going for five years. And we'll keep it going for as long as you want to hear us. I should say us. I should say <laughs> hear me talk about coding, billing and reimbursement and compliance. But what I really enjoy about the CodeCast is the fact that I've really talked to and met so many people. And I feel like I've encouraged my fellow consultants to open up their own and record their own podcasts. So um, I see them doing it. I'm very proud of them, you know, between Christine Hall and Jennifer McNamara. So now Patel, I mean, they all have these great, you know, spaces in the healthcare podcasting world. Um, also, you know, Sean Weiss, I do a podcast with him on it's called hashtag Terry Tuesday on the compliance guy and also with NSCHBC. I'm the host of their podcast. So it's just our way of giving back to the healthcare community with something that you don't have to pay for, that you can listen to and hopefully get some enlightenment and feel inspired. And, um, you know, we do have paid content, of course, that's our webinars, our educational offerings, auditing, etc. But we do believe that, you know, we want you and we want to have a voice out there to give you some information that you may not know where to find. So that's what today is going to be. And my topic today actually is shout out to one of my listeners, Penny O'Dell, for direct messaging me on LinkedIn. She asked if I could talk about something that has been very tough to understand, and that's understanding the preventative medicine codes And she reached out to me because she was a little confused about billing for the well woman exam for a Medicare patient. So when you look at the information, as far as what is covered and not covered on preventative medicine services and what actually it means, it can be very confusing. So let's talk about that because Medicare doesn't always, um, outline it. They use what I call Medicare speak, where it can be just, you know, what, what is it that you're actually doing that you're able to bill for? So the first thing that Medicare does is they do have coverage for certain preventative services in the physical examination um, space. But let me explain what you can get paid for and what you can't. So the first thing is an initial preventative physical exam. It's called an IPPE. So what this is, is it's covered only once within 12 months of Part B enrollment. Patient pays nothing, so no deductible or copay. And it's kind of like you're now a Medicare patient and within your first year, they just want to know who you are. Just get kind of a feel for you. They review the medical history, social history, and it's a preventative services education discussion. Okay, so that's just a one-time thing. It's not worth much to the physician, but practices can bill for that. And then there's something called an annual will visit. Okay, so visit to develop or update a personalized prevention plan. That's the word prevention plan. And perform a health risk assessment. So where is the patient at from a risk assessment perspective? A prevention plan that's age appropriate, so that you know they're they're not falling or tripping. They're you know using seatbelts, things like that. That's covered once every 12 months, and then the patient uh, pays nothing except um, and if the, as long as the provider is a accepts a assignment. Now the well woman or physical examinations, which actually are a, a full exam. Medicare, now this is hard to understand. Medicare allows it, so they do allow it, but it's not covered by Medicare. It's prohibited by the statute, okay? So this is an actual physical exam performed without relationship to treatment or diagnosis for a specific illness, symptom, complaint, or injury, which would, again, be your pap and pelvic or your well woman exam. Patient has to pay their out-of-pocket. It says PR for patient responsibility, and you want to make sure that, Um, the patients know before you provide this service that they are not going to have any coverage for that but if they want it performed that they're going to have to pay for it and it's really important that patients understand that otherwise they're thinking they're getting one thing and it's actually something else so let's start with the ippe okay so this is the initial preventative physical examination okay and again this is once per lifetime of a medicare patient that's with a G-code, that's a go G-0402, and it's the face-to-face visit, okay? And they did allow that during the public health emergency to also be done via telehealth. And it's just for the new beneficiary. You can bill extra for an EKG if that's something you provide, um, and that's go G-0403. Um, you can also, uh, and if you're in a federally qualified uh, health center, so an FQHC or a rural health center, then you would use the G0468 instead because that's for either the IPPE or annual well visit. So they have something different that's on their their cost sheet, their fee-based cost sheet. You must report a diagnosis code when submitting a claim for the IPPE. Since you're not required to document a specific code, you can choose a diagnosis consistent with the patient's um, exam, okay? Now who can perform it? That would be either an MD or DO and then a physician assistant, nurse practitioner, or certified clinical nurse specialist, or what they like to call a qualified uh, healthcare provider or practitioner. Now, when you furnish a significant separate medically necessary e service along with the IPPE, then Medicare may also re- allow you to report the 99202 to 215. But remember with a 25 modifier, if it's something medically necessary for an illness, or to prove, they call it, improve the functioning of a malformed body member, then you can bill for that. Do not upcode that way if it's truly just the initial assessment of you're now Medicare because you switched from United Healthcare commercial plan, and we just want to see where you're at as a Medicare patient. So make sure you're aware of some of those, uh, of that. It's called an FAQ. Also, what other Part B Medicare uh, preventative services does Medicare actually pay under advanced care planning that is um, another element possibly that you can use annual well visits possibly uh, alcohol screenings and counseling and there's a whole list that you can find on um, the medicare or cms.org site for that so is the ippe the same as the beneficiary's yearly physical no so it's not a routine physical okay some older adults may get periodic physicals from their physician or their you know uh, nurse practitioner this is what we call an introduction to medicare and covered benefits it focuses on health promotion disease prevention and it just helps beneficiaries stay well and so cms encourages physicians to perform this and get this provided Um, are clinical lab tests part of the ippe no you can also make appropriate referrals for that um, or you can bill for that if it comes out of your um, if you you do it in your office okay so now let's take a look at what the annual well visit is because that's a bit that's a little bit different so the annual well visit when you get into that conversation is establishing so remember the IPPE is reviewing the medical and social history the initial annual well visit the GO 438 that's establishing the medical family history, past medical surgical history, um, current medications and supplements, family history. So one thing is to review it with attention to, that's the IPPE attention to risk factors. This is now establishing that and now understanding the patient's health risk factors. So are there demographic data, self-assessments of health status, psychosocial risks, behavioral health risks, Um, you know, activities of daily living, you know, or do they have trouble dressing or bathing or walking? Do they have OT or PT? Um, And any kind of risk factors for depression. You can also charge for something in addition to that depression screening. Um, And then also establish a list of current providers and suppliers involved in that patient's care as well. So it's a lot of more um, involved as far as what you're getting from that patient now that you've accepted them into your practice. Now, this is something that also cross, kind of cross-references from the IPPE to the initial annual well visit if, as far as the exam. So it is height, weight, um, BMI, blood pressure, and other constitutional exam items as appropriate. And then also any cognitive impairment. But is it the full-blown um, ex- physical exam? It is not. It's because it's just the annual well visit remember always keep in mind well visit not sick appointment if it's a sick appointment then you would move on to other things and it would be an EM service also in the annual well visit especially initial you're establishing a written screening schedule so a checklist for colon screening um, possibly mammogram screening uh, aneurysm screening things like that and establish a list of risk factors and conditions Um, Which the patient can give that get that advice from you as a physician. There is not a again a physical exam included in this beyond the constitutional. Same with the IPPE. Now, what about the annual well visit? That is the subsequent well visit. The G O four three nine. A question came up recently where there was an interview with the patient. They were establishing the information, and the patient already thought that they had an initial annual well visit and they didn't so the doctor actually billed the G0439 which is a subsequent annual well visit and came back and asked me and said can i go back and bill the G0438 well you can try but this is gonna be a real problem because then you've already said that you're billing subsequent so you can try if they don't have a G0438 on file because the patient was incorrect by the way um, but i don't think that you can go back and then say this is initial after you've already said this is subsequent it'd be really hard to go back so now when you get into the subsequent, what is what would you include in this? So same thing that was th- in the initial, but instead of establishing, now you're updating. So before you establish that medical family history, now you're going to update that. And you're also going to review some of their health risk assessments. And we're talking about, you know, can, are they shopping? Do they need housekeeping? Um, update the list of current providers. Um, update any kind of demographic data. You're still gonna do a constitutional and cognitive impairment, just quick screening or exam. But again, the initial annual well visit established a written screening schedule. The subsequent annual well visit now updates the written screening schedule. Okay, and remember, these are only worth a few dollars. The subsequent is worth like six dollars. The IPPE, I think, is worth eighteen. The initial annual well visits worth twenty-one. It's not worth a lot of money, so that's why they're saying we still want you to do it, but we we you know we're not paying we're not paying an arm and a leg for this. Um, But it's the subsequent is about updating. The initial is about establishing. Now, what if the patient does come in for that? pap and pelvic or for that specialized physical exam. You need to have a waiver signed, even though it's statutory or not covered, trust me, get a waiver signed, or at least a financial understanding agreement with the patient, especially with the No Surprise Act. Make sure they know that they're two different things. Say this is what's covered for Medicare, and there is a packet that you can get out there for Medicare. They actually just Google it and put Um, you know, annual well visit information Medicare, and it'll bring you up their PDF on it. And you can hand those out to the patient. But let them know, you know, we'd like to do your annual physical, or we'd like to do your pap and pelvic, let them know that that is an additional cost that Medicare does not cover. Now, if they're Medicare Advantage, Medicare does cover that under Medicare Advantage. And one of the questions that, um, you know, that Penny had asked was of course, wouldn't the physician of course do the the pelvic exam? Not when it comes to annual well, because that's not what it is. It's preventative. So Pap and pelvic, yes, even though that falls into a, I'm air quoting preventative service, it's specific to the the gender of the patient, the you know the type of patient. It's it's a little bit different, and sometimes it. It could be a symptomatic, t- uh, you know, exam as well. So just let the patients know in advance that, and let the doctors know too. Sometimes they go crazy with their exams and say, "Just so you know, from this point on, you're not getting paid." <laughs> so from from just doing the the vitals and the constitutional exam from that point on, that's extra. So you know that's very nice if you, if you want to do free service, but that's not included. In these, you know, $10, $15 visits that Medicare is allowing once a year. So be be really on top of that as far as the defined uh, information on what that actually is. Okay, I also wanted to talk about a couple things that have come up uh, in my kind of uh, coding corner questions lately that I haven't brought up in a while. And I had one come in. And it was kind of an interesting question, and different states handle this differently, but it was on incident two, and the question was something with regard to x-rays versus um, E&M services. So the question says, okay, so Terry, in the office setting, an orthopedic physician assistant sees a patient for an established chronic bilateral degenerative joint in the knees for pain. The PA performs an E&M, orders an x-ray, and the office performs a technical component of the x-ray the PA interprets the x-ray and performs the therapeutic knee injections. Okay, a couple things here. It says, and the orthopedic physician in the office is at the time, the physician was at the office at the time of service, and they signed off on the PA's note. So can everything be billed out under the, phys- under the physician? No. Okay, first of all, if there is a new problem, uh, then and the PA is working up that problem and orders a new test to determine the extent of that problem and how to treat it, this no longer falls under incident two because incident two says now that the patient is following a treatment plan initiated by the physician that is being carried out by the mid-level provider. That's not the case in this scenario, and this is why this came to me because uh, the the um, the practice that asked the question said so they're getting denials, um, saying that it wasn't incident two. They're right, and you can even find this clarified in Menlerd Matters S.E.O. four four one. So the question also came up as far as a technical component of the x-ray that can be built out under the practice, okay? Now, the question about the PA interprets the x-ray, that's part of the EM service. Only a physician, MD or DO can, or you know radiologist can, read um, or orthopedic surgeon, primary care, whatever, but an MD or DO can actually do a formal interpretation of an x-ray. The PA can use that x-ray information that they found they have the you know the skills to do that as part of their ENM data points but as far as being the provider that provides the Interpretation to be able to build the global of the x ray, that's not under the scope of their practice, so they're licensed. So um, be careful when you're thinking that's part of an incident to anything. You have to make sure that the physician's one is the one doing the, um, the actual interpretation, the formal interpretation of that x ray. Otherwise, you can only build a technical um, from an office perspective. So it doesn't matter if the doctor signs off on the note or not, it's about not just supervision, but also making sure that you qualify the category of incident two and if as long as the initial information or the initial problem was um, initiated by the physician and then initial complaint i should say and then was carried out by the mid level on an established patient visit today's coding question was brought to you today by almond breeze milk original almond milk as you please 33 percent fewer calories than the leading brands of oat milk blue diamond almond breeze original almond milk classic and healthy Okay. So a couple of things, um, going into now we're in November. Can you believe it? November 1st. Shoot. We are already into the holiday season coming up. And so I'm going to be talking a little bit about some things that we haven't really touched on lately. And so next time, uh, you'll hear me really getting into some conversations about professional courtesy. Are you allowed to do it? And trust me, I know it's confusing now with the no surprise act, but we want to make sure that we are not violating any kind of government statute or doing anything incorrect as far as um, charging the patients out of pocket when it's appropriate. So you'll hear me kind of picking that up a little bit. Also, I know I did a a podcast recently on the 25 modifier, and I know that always comes into a a confusion for some practices. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down a little further. And the next time I think I'm going to talk about DERM dermatology. And then after that, I'll talk about orthopedic when it's appropriate. I'll get into gastro. So um, probably not consistently because you'll get sick of the 25 modifier, but I will put them in there um, maybe every other week, just so that you can understand that for different specialties, it does have a kind of a different intent uh, and policy with that. So we want to make sure that you have that. So my personal tidbit this week is I have just finished a book that I think you should really take a look at. Talk about creepy boy. I don't know. It wasn't supposed to be creepy when I first read it, but it's called The Perfect Marriage and it's by Geneva Rose. For any of you looking to find a book you want to read, not only do you have to read it to the end, but then you also have to read the epilogue and read also the prologue at the beginning. But oh my gosh, at the very end, you'll be like, What did Terry just tell us to read? But again, it's called The Perfect Marriage and it's not what you think it is. So anyway, if you're looking for that, feel free to... uh take a look. So I'm getting ready to start my next book. It's called Her Last Affair. Boy, do you see a trend here Uh, by John Searles? So I'll let you know how that is. But uh, it's definitely I'm really enjoying taking the time I think Hawaii got me into the groove of reading leisure books. I read so many, um, you know, healthcare books. And we just got our CPT book that I need to map out. And if you want to know a great way to map out your CPT book, sit down at your kitchen table if you have one. And put on the um, football game during the Thanksgiving. Let everybody else talk and eat and everything, and just start mapping it out. That's what I do. I mean, I I'm, obviously I'm I'm part of the dinner crowd. I'm doing all that. But I'm a football fan, as you know, and then I'll just sit there through one of the games, which lasts three hours, and I'll just start tabbing up my book as I look up every once in a while to see the lines losing. <laughs> so uh, that's just one way to, to get it done and you don't feel like you're you know wasting any time. All right, everyone, make it a great day and a great rest of your week. And I'll talk to you next time on the CodeCast podcast. For more information on medical coding, billing, auditing, and compliance, including how to hire Terry, follow Terry on Twitter, at Terry Coder 1 or visit her website at www.terryfletcher.net podcast producer Joe Kuzma music producer Assassin Music